0: Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. Thanks for tuning in again today. It is my hope that you find these conversation starters to be helpful and a way that you can bring some of these topic areas home to your circles and explore for yourself some of the important messaging, at least important in my opinion, um, that I think may be very helpful to those sitting around your table and beyond as well. So today I thought I'd take a moment to speak about the many positive attributes and qualities that are often found in people who experience anxiety and certainly people who experience higher levels of stress and worry. So whether we consider ourselves to be an anxious person or somebody that actually has a diagnosed anxiety disorder or if you suffer from occasional but intense bouts of high stress or angst, Oftentimes, these experiences or conditions are met with further angst and frustration. Most of us can easily see the negative aspects of anxiety. And for those who experience it on a day-to-day basis, where it interferes with most everything they do, they have reason to see this as being very difficult, very intrusive, unfair, and very often unhelpful. And I'm certainly not here to minimize those experiences. However, for those who know me, I do tend to focus on a strength-based approach and looking at certain circumstances from a different perspective. As one of my veterans often says to me, thank you for helping me to see the other side of the tree. So in my opinion, there's always another side of the tree that's worth looking into, and there's always a little bit more to the story. So for me, I think it's really important to focus on some of the positive attributes that people who tend to be more anxious often have. And in my sessions, I often try to start with, you know, a thorough understanding of what anxiety actually is in terms of criteria and the definition and also the impact. But then I also want to talk about the fact that We're not here in therapy sessions with the intention to make fundamental character shifts or to change everything about somebody who is experiencing anxiety or who struggles with an anxiety disorder because there are many benefits and really strong character traits and personality qualities uh, among people who struggle with anxiousness and anxiety quite often. So for example, let's not forget how motivating high stress and anxiety can be. But let's also not forget how debilitating it can be at times. But once again, once we explore and discover different but helpful treatment options and strategies to cope in healthier ways, we must remember that anxiety and worry can motivate us to work very diligently and to avoid failure and to be successful in whatever task or project or responsibility that we may have. So I often say to people who come into my office who are experiencing high stress and anxiety that we're never going to change the fact that you are very considerate and that you are very careful in everything that you do and that you are very interested in doing your very best and you are interested in succeeding and that you are very aware of the impact of your contribution, whether that's to a group project at school or a family dynamic at Christmas time or a parenting responsibility. Whether you have financial worries and or vocational struggles, these circumstances can be very motivating for an anxious person to find different opportunities that will provide some with the outcomes that they are looking for. And let's also not forget about the resilience of anxious people. I remember saying to a young person who was struggling with high stress and what we later understood to be anxiety as we talked about the importance of getting out of our comfort zone and ways in which that we can do that in healthy ways, uh, tackling head-on new and difficult environments. And this was a young person who had to move to a variety of different schools in a fairly short period of time. And their response to me was, and I quote, I am always out of my comfort zone. So this was very enlightening, but also pretty sad for me to hear. But the statement spoke to both the need to address these situational stressors and anxiety that this person was experiencing, but also to point out the resilience of how, despite the anxiety and the high stress Transitions and circumstances within their lives, they did continue to tackle whatever was in front of them head on. So, for example, when you're always out of your comfort zone, it doesn't affect you as much as it may another person, for example, if you had to start a new job or return to school again or face difficult and complex transitions or moves or circumstances. Typically, with an ability to look further into the future and to look at the end goal, knowing that this anxiety or this high stress or these urgent situations are more temporary. And there is this understanding that we will get through it. So I think these are really important considerations. And also, we can't neglect the fact that anxious people are there to point out some of the red flags, and they're better able to identify when there might be a warning signal or a warning sign that they have to pay attention to. And anxiety does often point us to an area of our life that needs some of our attention. Um, And this can be really helpful so long as we develop a bit of a plan to actually face some of our discomfort and our concerns very intentionally. So the risk associated with anxiety often becomes manifested in unhealthy ways or in the development of unhealthy habits when we are really uncomfortable with the the butterflies, or the physiological response, which can, again, be very intense, and I'm not minimizing that. But that uncomfortable feeling that we have, and just the understanding that, you know, that our busy mind needs to be shut off, that oftentimes we tend to want to avoid or distract in all cases, rather than to really take a look at what's causing this discomfort, and how we can be better positioned to address it, and alleviate some of these signs, or at least some of the intense signs and symptoms of the anxiety. So again, it's very important to recognize that anxiety is not just stress. Anxiety is a physiological response that can sometimes be compounded by stress and our current circumstances within our lives that actually do need attention. And when we do pay attention to these things in our lives and we develop healthy coping strategies to deal with the, the anxiety, then we can we can mitigate that, uh, that overall impact. Anxious people can also be very good leaders because leaders need to be aware of multiple different scenarios and they do need to kind of overthink sometimes and be prepared for um, some of the dynamics that they may experience and address any urgent situation or even a crisis. They have to have a bit of a plan. Anxious people are more used to uncomfortable feelings, so therefore they're not shaken quite to the degree of others, when there are more urgent situations, and they are sometimes more comfortable dealing with them and developing plans, or maybe they have a couple already. So again, this is uh, my attempt to help show some of the positives and bring hope to those who are experiencing anxiety and certainly not to mitigate or to misrepresent the significance of somebody who's experiencing an anxiety disorder, because I do know that the impact is intense and quite challenging for very many. So I do encourage people who are experiencing difficulties with their sleep patterns, for example, whether they've lost or gained an appetite, you know, maybe eating is now becoming a bit of an issue or you find yourself overthinking to the point where it's disruptive and, Other things that used to bring us joy are not so much anymore, and that it may be impacting our relationships or our productivity at work. So, anything that's out of your ordinary, I encourage everyone to consult with someone. Um, Consult with your physician or your healthcare provider, and certainly explore what mental health or wellness services may be available in your community. People, in my experience, who deal with anxiety on a day to day basis work very hard to manage it and to cope. And for many people, in their circles, they would be completely unaware of how anxious they actually are on a day-to-day basis. So I don't want to leave people with the understanding that they have to work harder, but instead I want to say that there is hope that we can explore different ways to um, address some of the uh, feelings that you're having and some of the worries and the high anxiety that you're experiencing in order to um, improve your day-to-day experiences. So again, I am a therapist and I am a helper by nature and it does often make me sad to see how many people experience these very intense and extreme symptoms of anxiety and depression potentially or other mood disorders who just seem to think that this is their normal and that they have to deal with it alone and some people don't even realize that it's not typical behavior. Maybe their parents experience similar things and they just assume that this is the way life is. So I'm here to say that although our system needs some work and we need to invest a little further into our mental health services so that it can be more accessible for many, there are more and more resources available and I encourage everyone to be more curious in this area. So that's it for today's kitchen table conversations. And uh, it is my hope that if you know of anyone in your circle or who may be at your kitchen table that might benefit from hearing some of this, I encourage you to keep this conversation going. With many thanks, Angela.